This is JFM Podcast. beautiful morning to you Jen. thank you so much for choosing j101.9 fm you're on to the show let's talk your current affairs program that brings to you um, information and also brings to you topical issues for discussions and see how we can reach the tail end of some of these things and today this morning um, we're bringing out the scorecard again we're bringing out the facts shits again this time around a few more days for the new administration to come in and we still have questions beginning around the Buhari administration and in less than a few months um, it would few weeks I mean or a few days it would come to a, to an end yes the eight years of um, administration will come to an end the government rode into power in 2015 under the change mantra promising Nigerians a better deal than the then president Goodluck Jonathan's administration of Fadna Buhari was sworn in for his second term in office on May 29, 2019, and will vacate office the same way, um, 2023, uh, when the country is expected to welcome a new administration. And Buhari actually rode on the back of the All Progressive Congress in his two terms, the party that has produced his successor, the president-elect Bola Ahmed Tinubu. And the Buhari administration um, has maintained that it has been one of the best things that has happened to the country. And the government on several occasions claimed it has fulfilled most, if not all, the promises it made to Nigerians during its campaigns. But I don't know if Nigerians can see the same thing for the administration. But welcome to the show. My name is Abigail Seaman and I'm not alone. I'm joined by Mikael Misi. Mikael, lovely morning to you. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning to our listener. All over the world, it's good to be here again. Like you said, six days to the end of this government. A lot of positives, a lot of negatives. The government um, has come out to say that its economic policies have been good. Buhari, mm. you know, speaking on different different fora, has come out to say, hey, I did well. My policies were good. You know, just recently, yesterday, um, Dagota Refinery was, you know, officially inaugurated, officially opened. And um, even though Buhari cannot necessarily say that he, he brought about that because the electric free trade zone was what brought about the whole Finery, but the government was very instrumental in supporting, you know, Midangote um, with finances and all the logistics. And so, yes, Buhari's government has its ups and downs. But hey, for somebody who likes to look at the positives, I think the government has been um, quite good. I, I don't know what scorecard some people want to rate them, but you look at, you know, factories that have been opened, rice mills, refinery. Hey, for 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 a government that has had um, you know terrorism reduced by fifty one percent, you really can't say that they have been decent. Anyways, before I sound like a pro um, government some person this morning, good morning. Good morning, and to help us look into and bring out fact checks this morning, and I, one of the things that the Buhari administration thrived on when he came into office was the economy, or the things that he mentioned to Nigerians was to be able to boost the economy of the country, fight corruption, and also fight insecurity. And this morning, to do the fact checking with us and see whether or not this administration should be applauded. We have Honorable Musa Shams in the studio this morning. Lovely morning to you. Welcome to the show. Good morning, Abigail. Good morning, Mecca. Thank you for having me. It's good to have you. So let's begin the discussion. We have a few more days for this administration to leave. Um, we look at it in the federal power startup. Let's, t- let's talk about the Buhari administration. It's been eight years. I would say eight years already if in, based on calculations. Um, um, I remember the former um, of Kanu then, back then, Sanisi Lamido, said he had actually want the government on their economic policies and it will bring um, our economy to its knees. Uh, I, I really I really 
as of now, I know that I say this all the time that we are not longer knee deep into debt. We are body deep into debt. So I wanted to ask you for you. First of all, I want to ask you as a Nigerian, do you think this administration should be applauded for some of the things that they have done? Um, before we speak further on the economy, we have to speak about um, security because they are interwoven, they yes, are intertwined. Yeah. And um, I want to extend my condolences, my heartfelt condolences to the people of Plateau. I wouldn't want to say Mangu because Mangu is an integral part of Plateau. Yes, it is. And um, I want to say what has happened to us is, um, I don't even know how to say it, but it's regrettable. And um, is a sign that um, government has failed in one of its sole responsibility as captured by the grant norm, mm. which is the constitution of the Federal Republic of Nigeria. The sole responsibility of government is the welfare and security to of its citizens. And um, you can see the gory story emanating from Mangu. Mm. Even when you think that it is over, you get to hear people say that the pogrom is continuing yes. and there are no steps taken to nip this cancerous behavior mm. in the board. Um, um, just like I said, they are hydra-headed. You can't talk about the economy without security. But let's look at the economy because Wari in his um, campaign promises one of his uh, mantras was the economy, economy, as if he was going to fix it. I said it was just a nomenclature. Mm. For example, you know, there are things that steer the economy. There are indices that stimulate the economy. One of them in Nigeria, whether you like it or not, is petroleum. Mm. And of course, you know the price. And the price is not even uniform in Nigeria. If you go to Ukpo, in Dunukofia local government area of Anambra, for example, you will find petroleum sold at 300 naira. If you come to Jaws, the prices are not stable. When you go to a filling station close to um, Air Force Secondary School, it could be at 200 plus. When you go to Miango Road, you find it at 220. When you go to Abuja, it's 193 in some filling stations. In others, it's 194. Let's talk about diesel. Diesel is... Um, the fuel that trucks, trailers, tankers use to yes. take goods and, sell and, and food and other stuff across Nigeria. In the past, because I dealt with um, fertilizer, mm. if you're taking a truck of fertilizer, you have 600 per truck. Now it's 900 per truck because of the price of diesel. So in a, um, invariably, you are making our roads to carry heavy loads, heavier loads. Mm. Because a truck that takes 600 bucks now takes 900. Because one liter of diesel is now 1,000 naira. For example, if you want to take goods from here to Abuja, yes. the least you can have is 300,000 naira. So it has made the economy to be difficult to a large extent. Mm. Yes. That is why this um, political singer said, It means life is becoming difficult. Mm. Things that naturally you buy for 300, the prices have skyrocketed. For example, while Buhari was campaigning in Kanu, he now said spaghetti, which is Talia in Hausa. Mm. At that time, it was 70 or 90 naira. Mm. Buhari shedded tears. That, oh, is Talia, that is this uh, amount now, this common thing. Under his watch, it is about 500 naira. Yeah. If you check the percentage, you ask those that are good with statistics, mm. those that understand economics, they will give you the statistic that skyrocketed. And again, <clears throat> if you do not have local production, if your export 
um, if you do not export the things you produce, mm. you know naturally that your economy will not be will not, will not be at par with uh, the West. Yeah. So when you import everything that you consume, it means your economy is is um, very very in a bad state. Mm. For example, they said we shouldn't be consuming foreign rice again. But if you mm. go to the market, you wonder how they found their ways to the market. If you go to the houses of bourgeoisies. You find them eating the same rice they said we shouldn't be eating. I don't know whether it is cancerous or because it has issues. Inasmuch as, to a large extent, it has stimulated the economy, like America has said. That's why we have Jelenian rice. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not um, advertising for them. And you have others too that have... Um, forms of rice products. Yes. Product. Yes. But for me, if you do not have local production, if you do not export the things you produce, your economy is just going to be local and it's going to affect you negatively. And again, the other indicators, for example, the business environment. You know that a lot of companies have gotten out of Nigeria. They've moved to Ghana. They've moved out of the country. Companies that are here these days because of electricity have collapsed. Mm. um, Micro um, companies cannot survive because of the harsh economic weather. Mm. So when you talk about economy and because Dangote has a refinery, Dangote is a key player, is a major player in Africa on on this continent. Mm. He's one of the richest black people in the whole world. So if Dangote does something, it shouldn't surprise you. You know, economic activities, microeconomic activities are the things that stimulate the economy. The barber shop, the woman selling the dawa in Tudungwada, the man farming um, cassava in Shimankar, the man farming guaza in Mejuju. These small, small issues, when they are able to access um, fertilizer, when they are able to farm and nobody brings his cows, his animals, his cattle to come and destroy the farm and he sells it and makes little money and sends his children to school and um, at the end of the day the economy rotates. It's, um, you, you find out that the economy is, um, is making GDP to, to, to grow. Okay. But when, when um, Good Luck Jonathan was president, our income per capita was about 9%. Mm. When Buhari took over, it's about 13%. Are we growing or we are diminishing? Or we are, we are, we are, we are, we are stunting? So if he, he, they say if um, a lizard falls from an Iroko tree, it will nod its head in, in saying, I've, yes, back. I've done well. Mm. But this lizard didn't even climb an Iroko tree, and the lizard is nodding his head in saying that I've done well. Allow Nigerians, the recipient of your economic blueprint, your economic policies, mm. to say we are fed better or worse. For example... If, if you're traveling from Abuja to Jos, it's like a nightmare. That's why they had to introduce airplanes. You now have value jets coming to Jos. You have Max Air and all of that. Jos to Abuja is not that far. It is not. If the roads are good, it wouldn't be an issue. So transportation of your goods and services will be... Um, hindered. Mm-hmm. If uh, yesterday I was hearing that um, new, new from Abuja to just like Charles Place now around five thousand, seven thousand. Mm-hmm. If yeah. if you remember very well, Karu, Nasarawa State used to be on the plateau. So you are traveling from plateau to plateau because there is a change in nomenclature, mm-hmm. and you are paying five thousand naira. How much is a plate of food these days? If you want to enjoy, if you want to take white soup, ungogo soup, if you want to eat good food. Mm-hmm. If you go to local restaurants, how much uh, the purchasing power? 
So, I wanted to actually, sorry to cut you short. I, I know that, yes, for, for the Buhari administration, a lot of people would, would always want to pinpoint the pitfalls or the loopholes that are there. But I, one of the things that the Buhari administration said they were going to do is partnership with also private sector. So you have the government and also the private sector partner together. And um, we can actually see some of these things happening. Do we really just shut, um, shut our eyes that we have not seen that happen in the country? The partnership? How, however good a government is, mm-hmm. you still find the bad side. And however bad a government is, you still find the good side. I'm not saying entirely that there are, there are no high points for the Buhari administration. I mm. wouldn't say that. Mm. I wouldn't be very stupid to say that. Mm. But the reality is the private sector, has it fared better than the, 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 pro-Buhari, the pre-Buhari era or in the Buhari era? Mm. You need to ask yourselves, how many businesses have uh, collapsed? How many private, um, new private businesses have um, cropped up? For example, Emeka, before this program, was saying if you go online, you find people selling a lot of things. Mm. When you even order for it, you get a different thing from what you ordered for. Mm. And sometimes when you order for it, they tell you they don't even have it. Sometimes it's just for them to feel as if I have something doing, I have something in my kitty that they advertise that I sell this and I sell that. But once you demand for that product, sometimes you don't get them. I'm not saying entirely that the Buhari government has done bad. Mm. You need to create an atmosphere of peace, of security for businesses to, to thrive. So long as you do all of that, businesses will, 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 will come up on their own. Nigerians are very, very creative. With the bad weather, with the bad governance, with the bad policies, you've seen what we've done. If you want to bring the Buhari government into, into the, um, what do you call it? This light, spotlight. spotlight yeah. For example, the exchange rate is for the different exchange rates for different persons. You heard when Sanusi Lamido Sanusi then said people in their gardens were making billions out of Nigeria. Mm. Instead of you to give exporters, importers um, re, um, some kind of um, tax and holiday, you just give it to people that have never done any business in the past. You see people becoming multimillionaires just within days because they understand the beauty change market. So there should be one, one standard way of doing business in Nigeria. You shouldn't have different strokes for different folks. For example, persons that were hitherto never had access to money because their brothers got access to power, they've become overnight millionaires. They've become overnight billionaires. What they have, even if they, they don't spend a dime out of their salary from the first day they started working till the day they will die, they wouldn't have gotten. So it is appalling. It is disheartening. It is nauseating for us to say we have different amounts for different persons. Mm. There should be um, they, they should, this shouldn't be an animal farm where all animals are equal but some are more equal than the, other. than the others. Mm. So I, I think the economic blueprint of this government, if you notice, it didn't work well for Nigerians. I, a lot I of businesses even, collapsed. I wanted to even ask you, I think w- w- one of the policies that the Buhari administration made um, was to, the aim was to increase um, productivity in the country, was to ban the importation of some food items that we could locally produce ourselves and also be able to even export to other countries. Did that help us shutting down the borders and, and making a ban on importation? Did that help our economy or did it crumble us to the point that we are in right now? Ideally, it is supposed to help us. But once you go to the bushes, to the forest, to farm and it's not secured, you're scared of your life, you're scared of what you have in, even planted. So what's the point? Mm-hmm. You need to secure the country first. 
there are policies that you must put certain things in place before you bring them on board. For example, if you are in Niger State and you want to plant rice in um, Shiroro local government, what are the measures, what are the mechanisms that have been put in place mm. to secure your farm? People don't go to their farms. I, I was watching on TV one time where the, is it minority whip from Kaduna State, Chikun, Kajuru Federal Constituency, Honorable Danju Mabarde, um, um, Barde no shaking, they call him. Mm. He said, insurgents will come to the church, you will beat drums for them as the Zumunta, mm. they will dance and take offering and go and come back the next Sunday. That is in your house. What about your farms? Mm. If you watch your TV, you'll see that this is a, a new farming season. Yes. And you know what the Mangu people do. They farm, they farm. Ra- maize and all of that. Potatoes and you've and sacked them from their communities. Mm. So once there's insecurity, these things will not, um, will not um, grow. These things will not... There wouldn't be any... Um, I, I, I don't so would you say that they I'm, didn't, I'm they didn't, they didn't factor they didn't factor insecurity when they made yes. that policy of no importations of some of this local there, there is this English the securitization of development mm. you cannot just have development without having security if you want us to farm how safe is the farming environment for example if I'm in Josho if I'm in Rwanda in Bokos local government and I'm farming and somebody comes with his guns and, and shoots me do you think my wife and children will come to that farm mm. before you know it they will become internally displaced persons before you know you are, you are promoting poverty because these are people that do not know how to beg. They know how to use their hands. Mm. They know how to, 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 to they, they pray that God brings us to this raining season so that they will have bumper harvest. But lo and behold, when they go to the farms, they are insecured. Their lives have been taken away from them. And sometimes even when they don't even go to the farm, when they are sleeping in their houses, people come to attack them. Gangsters, people that have um, that are supposed to allow the state to have the monopoly of violence, have guns in their hands. And when they tell you, don't worry, we're at peace. Without any reason, without any, they call it unprovoked attacks. Mm. Even if they provoke you, are you supposed to kill people? There are, there are levels of, um, of um, what do you call it? There are channels, channels which you can which follow you can also, to address your yes. issues. There are alternative district resolution mechanisms. Mm. If you do not want to take that, if you do, if you think that will slow the your process. justice for you, pro- mm. the the, um, the the process for you, you can go to the police. You can there is civil defense. A lot of security. Um, uh, what do you call it? Networks in Nigeria. You can't even call their names. They are, they are in their numbers. Some of them you don't even see them. You are supposed to see what they do, not seeing them. But sometimes they are quick to come on air to say we have arrested this number we have done that if you notice i saw in a report that the serap has taken the federal government to court serap always takes the federal government for for wasting 1.4 trillion mm. on paying people that work with worry kaduna and potakot refinery mm. and today you've seen what them dangote has built in lagos it's as big as victoria island or is it the, the lucky what do you call it? Mm-hmm. Refinery. Mm-hmm. It's as big as Victoria Island, as Ikoi, sorry, as Ikoi. It means there are spaces Nigerians can enjoy business um, environment. But the issue is, if Lekki were going to be attacked, if there was the story of these uh, killings in Lekki, day in, day out, we don't go to invest in Lekki, mm-hmm. will the government now come and beat its chest like King Kong and say, I've made it? I've, um, I've created an environment that is friendly. An environment for, for things like that. Do you understand? Right. For example, if mm. somebody wants to farm, mm. on my way to um, Ibi, 
to Taraba, yes. you will see that flood and all of those things have consumed people's rice farms. Is there any mechanism for them to be compensated? Mm. Do you get? So that if Abigail loses, a maker can say, okay, she was compensated. I have been propelled next year to farm. A lot of people have been weakened. A lot of people have gotten out of those businesses mm. because of the environment. The fertilizer, if you notice, why in eight years ago, in this same country, fertilizer was sold for 2,500, 3,000 naira. Today, the least you can get is about 18,000 yeah. and mm. like that. So if you want to stimulate the economy, there are things that you must put in place. All right. I'll, I'll hand you over to Mika now. Um, okay. So you mentioned, you know, importantly, about and stuff about security, and which is, um, like you said, a yastic for... A, a necessary yastic in measuring how economic growth will happen. But the Bahai government has, over the years, you know, put in a lot of money in security. We know how much, we don't know how much exactly, but we know states get security votes, which are supposed to use to protect their states. We know that the military gets a chunk, you know, of the money from the national budget. If the president, in, 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 if the president in, in his part, has put in the work, don't you think it's the ministries and the agencies that are responsible for doing those work that should take the fourth? If I dispense money for security and the money is not used properly, why do I take out the fault? If I give states security votes, give them money for security votes, and they can't protect their people, why does it take out the fault? The security of lives and property, like I told you, is a constitutional matter. Governors are just called chief security officers by nomenclature, but they are just it's just by nomenclature. The chief, the commander, uh, the commander in chief of the armed forces of the Federal Republic of Nigeria is always the president. Security vote is not for you to say you are bringing soldiers or you are bringing policemen. They take their orders from above. You've not seen where there is crisis, and you see men at the checkpoint, and they will tell you that we've not been given an order. What are, what are security votes for? Security votes are for you to buy vehicles to assist the police in your state, to assist civil defense, to have meetings with the state security council when they tell you there's an issue when you need to give them logistics, so you let, do. So, let, let's so come, when let, you give them logistics, let's come down you to cannot the give them command. Let's come down to the states. Okay. Security votes here in Plateau states, has it been effectively used? Because, you know, we, we've heard several times when police go like, we don't have vehicles to go to these places. Now, if, if the government has given the state security votes, and the state hasn't used it well, is the federal government supposed to take responsibility for that? I wouldn't be speaking for the government because I'm not a part of it. They have um, Dan Manjan, who is their commissioner. They have SA Media. They have those that are liaising with the security. They understand the issues better. I'm not in government. I wouldn't be speaking about that. But I told you from my understanding, it is for logistics because that is what Nigeria is. I have seen um, severally. There have been issues of insecurity in Kaduna. You have security summit. You have peace building agencies. A lot of them. So once you do all of that, the issue is the commands come from center from center you have to um, wait for for a signal from abuja for you to act or react to on issues so the governors have limitations that is why there is a need for constitutional review that's why there is a need for state police if the, we've had state police people will not allow people to just come to mango and shoot them and go away but we also we also, we also have the constitution that you know states are allowed to you know create some kind of security apparatus to exist how is amotekun uh, operating what is what are the lacunas you know we have Amotekun. On the plateau, we have Operation Rainbow, even though it has gone to sleep in, under this administration. Sometimes, when you create these um, bodies, you will even hear people in the National Assembly say they are created so that they will um, 
so that they will match other persons. But yes. it's not like that. There is a need for us to have state police. For example, if you live in Tudungwada and somebody is coming to Tudungwada to come and kill your people and you're a policeman in Tudungwada, will you watch them? Sometimes you take people from the desert and you take them to a marina in Lagos. They don't, they've not seen water and they are the DPO in marina. Or you take somebody from uh, again a body and you bring him to Meduguri and you say he's DPO, he's sergeant of police. When they even speak Kanuri, he doesn't even understand. There's a need for, even if we're going to maintain the federal police, it's not a problem, but we need to have state police. People understand their issues. You know, there is this outside that he said it means you cannot conquer a territory until you have someone that lives in the territory, mm. in, until you have someone that understands the territory. So the idea of state police is very, very important so that all this rubbish will stop. People cannot be coming from other places to come and um, um, bring genocidal activities so that they wipe people from the face of the earth. It's, it's not, it's not, um, it won't work when you have state police, like I always say. One of the excuses, not ex- one of the reasons you know, the Buhari administration has given for the dwindling economy has to be the plethora of world economic issues. You know, a lot of countries are going through problems. Recently, I saw that America are trying to you know, forgive their debt. You know, they are, when they are going to pay their debt for the World Bank, we also know that it's a war, the war going on in Ukraine, between Ukraine and Russia. We also know that COVID-19 happened. We also know that a number of economic issues have happened that have somewhat stagnated the plans of the government. Don't you think that the administration, in spite of all of these hindrances, have done enough to sort of put us at a level where we can take steps forward. Like I said before, the refineries open, the rights mills open, roads have been built. Um, some of them we might you know, question how the monies were gotten, but roads have been built. If you are going to be fair on the, on the, on the Buhari administration, don't think economically they have sort of laid foundations for setting levels of progress? Emeka, economic growth doesn't just happen by accident. It is stimulated it is implemented and as your economy is growing there are bullets that will come from certain areas to make sure that it, 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 it doesn't grow at your pace but you must have conscious and deliberate effort to stimulate the economy there won't be a government that will come for eight years and has nothing in its kitty that is practically impossible but once you come with your campaign promises when i say if i become the governor of Plateau state i'm going to make road from shimankar to zandi i should be held responsible after eight years so that i give account of shimankar to zandi there's nothing wrong when people ask you to give account of what you've done when you when they came they said corruption economy and security those who are going to be the things they will target to change mm. and as a nigerian when you ask the purchasing power has it changed the what do you call that in the pay civil servants yeah, minimum, wage. minimum wage no the, the there's this english they say minimum wage is 18 or 30 mm. in some states you don't even know how much they pay in some states they don't even get paid a civil servant, his salary cannot buy a bag of rice for him. His salary cannot take him home, except if you in, engage in corruption or extracurricular activities. Mm. That is why when you want to talk about the economy and Buhari, please, they are anti-podal. They, so, don't, they don't sit on the same seats. Would you say that the, 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 the administration table. had just given out a lackadaisical attitude when it comes to the yearnings of the street? I want to put it as a street. That is if it. they even have any attitude attached to it. Um, um, 
I, I, I work for you know when when Buhari came, the purposes of Nigeria thought that this is Uhuru, this is the end. Suffering has come to an end. As yes, they call the administration but in Mizai. When our colleagues call in, mm. they will give you the situ- true situation. We don't just have we, just because we have the opportunity to come here to analyze. Mm. But the real Nigerians know how they feel. So when they call you, you will hear from their pulses. Mm. You know whether the Buhari administration has fared well or bad. Like I say, I don't want to come here and talk about prices. People know these things already. Mm. I'm not expecting that things will be static. Mm. But once the prices go up, my purchasing power too should go mm. up. Mm. It's only but natural. But in this country, you, 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 they will be paying you 15,000 naira. Everything will move and your salary will remain where it has always been. Mm. So in the economic policies, what would you have said, would have thought that the administration would have done differently because yes first of all he had the 2015 to 2019 which was his first tenure and i'm sure that he probably made some of those policies that maybe really i want to i don't want to use the word but i would use it because of lack of better word, backfired and probably had to go back to the drawing board is are there things that you thought that this administration would do better at since some of those things or the policies they brought out didn't work for them people assumed that this is a pro masses government mm. so he would have done things that are pro masses for example the purchasing power of the poor people would have increased poverty level would have gone down. If you look at um, corruption perception index, mm. Nigeria ranks 150 out of 180. If you see the countries that were better than, you would begin to cry. If you go to, you will see the fight happening now between the EFCC chairman and Zamfara state governor. Yes. It will tell you that the lot of the, the economic and financial crimes perpetrated by Nigerians is shocking. Mm. Those, there has never been a time that you have an EFCC chairman in this country, even under Buhari that you will not have uh, accusation fingers pointed at them. And again, you will think that this is the government that the poor man can own a lot of things. The poor man can change his lifestyle. While we are growing, Abigail, I don't know how old you are. Mm. This egg that you see there is very common. If you eat it, they will say the boy will become a thief. Poverty mentality. Mm. They tell you, if you give this boy this egg, if he grows up, he's going to become a thief. This rice that you see, I grew up in Jos. This mm. rice that you see, mm. there was a time that we were eating it four times in a year. Until the PDP government came and created the middle class. Mm-hmm. We thought that Buhari will not make the middle class to be uh, stronger. But today it is either you are poor or you are rich. Yeah. Shockingly, when I come to this studio sometimes, before going out, the number of persons that come to beg for money will, be, will shock you. People cannot pay medical bills. Mm-hmm. People cannot pay their children's school fees. House rents are very difficult to come by. Call members when they come. If, if you are a lady, it's easier for you. The economy has um, become has been bastardized. People who hitherto were poor are boasting about how they've made money. For example, the Attorney General of this uh, government, Malami, you saw how he was dashing cars when he wanted to contest for the governorship of Kebbi State. Mm. You saw how Hadi Sirika, Buhari's nephew, cousin or nephew, a relative of Buhari, yes. who is the Minister of Aviation, how he boasted. If you Google it, you will find where he said that the APC will win the, uh, any election because they have money in their kitty. Mm. You see where, if you go now, you ask about Buhari's nephew that was selling recharge card in Daura in 2014. How he has become exponentially rich. How they're even linking him to owning airlines. How they've given him a job and he's a deputy director posted to a London office. If you see this, um, this kind of uh, corruption, when they come and say economy, if there is corruption... Mm. If there is corruption, the economy will not grow. If there is insecurity, the, co- the economy will not grow. If you, don't know, if you don't address a lot of issues, the economy will not grow. And 
when they come, they will tell you 15 local governments were under Boko Haram. Today we have decimated them using a grammar to tell us rubbish. Once the chief of staff or chief of army staff leaves office, mm. he becomes an ambassador the next day. It tells you that he's doing the president's bid. The National Assembly cried hell over here, head over here. And they were like, remove these services, remove them. While he kept them for a long time, it means they were delivering what he wanted. Mm. And again, I ask, if you want to stimulate the economy, if you come to Plateau, you know that Mangu and Jingir, Basa local government, they are the two places that gives you, is it rice or um, corn or maize? I don't know the name now. It's a corn, same. Do you understand? Mm. And they have been ambushed. Yeah. And there's a pogrom against them. There's this genocide against the people. So Do you not, want the economy not, to... not a heavier word to use for if you If you wipe the people, there's no better word. Sorry. If you want to take the people off the face of the land, if you want to take them from their ancestral land, there's no better word. I don't, I don't understand English very well. But from what I've seen, from what I've heard, from what is happening, it is genocidal. Mm. Sorry, I'm on air, but we, the truth has to be said. We cannot come and have this opportunity, JFM, for all, of, of all places, the radio that people listen to, and will not take advantage of such a platform. Sir, if you want the economy to grow, you must address insecurity. Mm. If you want the economy to grow, corruption must be brought to the level that um, um, the Nigerians will be satisfied. You institutionalize a lot of things. Look at how people are growing. Today, this, um, the governor of Zamfara is saying the EFCC chairman asked him to give him $2 million. Dollars. The governor has immunity. They didn't even wait for him for, to, till May 29 for them to even begin to investigate him because he said a Mefele is leaving Nigeria. A Mefele is asking for study leave. Yes. <laughs> you, you, sir, it sounds and appears like Nigeria is a joke. Like we, we are, that if, if this is what Buhari wanted all this while, he should have stated it. He would have stayed in his house mm. and be rearing his cows instead of becoming the president of Nigeria and eight years down the line, we are worse than he met us. I, I, I for, for, for our listeners, I just want to read a very interesting start. It's mm. interesting because I find it shocking. Um, in 2015, in 20... In 20, 2006, rather, Nigeria's external debt was $2.17 billion. Now, um, Obasanjo had taken over and the debt was $28.04 billion. And when he left, he left $2.17 billion. In 2010, after Mushaya Adua took over, our debt was $2.11 billion. And when he left, it was $2.58 billion. In 2015, when Gulag Jonathan left, he took over a debt of $2 billion and left with a debt of $7.35 billion. In Muhammad Buhari's eight years, he took over a debt, or debt rather, of $7.35 billion in 2015, and he is living with a debt of $41.69 billion. Um, to add to the debt profile of Nigeria, <laughs> um, Nigeria currently owes China $4.31 billion, and there are stories that China are taking drastic measures against countries that owe them and have not paid yeah also recently in the news um a court was probing buhari for 460 million dollars for cctv loans that we collected so my, my question is why is there so much corruption when the man in charge was was touted and sold and branded as the godfather of fighting corruption is it that he a democratic system does not support a corruption-less government. 
you, or you, the person in charge is always bereft of ideas on how to fix this. You know, politicians have a way of polishing people when they want you to buy them. When they want to force them on you, they will sit down and do an ideation and sell a dummy to Nigerians. For example, if not because of the drug cartelling um, issue that, that came about Abakari, they have they started calling him Super Cop. Yes. yes. So if you had given him more years, he would have become Inspector General of Police. Yes. And you would buy the dummy and say he's a wonderful cop. The things you do in, in, in the dark, they don't bring them to light. They try to cover you up, especially a particular people in Nigeria have a way of doing such. When before Buhari came, they created this messianic nature around him. But those that have Solomonic wisdom saw it from the one that it is just for this man to be president. When he lost as a man of integrity, he said because of his age, he wasn't going to contest again. Then lo and behold, there was a re recalibration. There was a realignment. There was a re-strategization to bring him by force. And they started calling him the man of integrity, man that loves the masses. When he comes to campaign, he's quick to be emotional and shed tears and the poor people bought the dummy. Today you can see the reality. The reality is his children didn't even school here. When he's sick, he doesn't use our facilities. Mm. It is when he's checking out that he's sinking billions into the Asoro Clinic so that the next president, if he goes out, he will say, hey, Buhari has fixed the Asoro Clinic. Is it that the, the Asoro Clinic has not been um, getting a spot in our budget? Perhaps. Or is it just now? Do you understand? Has, yes. So sometimes when these people act, they see Nigerians as very stupid persons. And we don't sit down to think critically, to think without the box, and look at our leaders. For example, if people are going to the National Assembly, we have only 109 senators. But sometimes people who have EFCC issues, you find them there. Mm. People who have stolen state funds, you find them there. People who have questionable character. Just 109, we're supposed to have people with impeccable character. Yeah, true. But when they want to sell a dummy to you, they will tell you that this man is the best. A maker, when he was three, he started charity. He's a philanthropist. Mm. Even mm. if you leave money in the room, a maker will leave it the exact way you left it. And if it is too naira, you give a maker to keep for you. If you mistakenly copy the number, you come back and get the same number. He will not even use that one for him to replace it for you. Mm. They'll begin to tell you a lot of things. We know that men are fallible, infallible. What do you call it? I don't know the English now. We know that men have their limitations. Yeah. Do you get? We're yes. not looking for perfect human beings to lead us. We're only looking, looking for those that are patriotic, those that love Nigeria, those that understand our national anthem, those that understand our pledge. But if you ask them, they don't even know what it means. When they get power, they are just working hard to make sure that the other persons don't sniff, don't breathe again. For example, see the formula for sharing of the National Assembly positions. See the formula. People will just sit down and look at what will please them. You are not saying you can get the same vote everywhere. We're not saying everybody must vote for you. The good thing is for you to have the majority of the votes and be declared winner to meet the constitutional requirement mm. of the law. And at the end of the day, you are sworn in and you become everybody's president. The platform is just for you to, 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 to contest an election. Once you win, yes, we know that there is a platform that brought you on board. But you are supposed to lead as, the, as a pan-Nigerian, as the president that will carry everybody along. But when you begin to say, the Igbos didn't give me this but percent. But deals were made. If, if, if you are going to go by that, we all know that when it comes to politics, deals are being made. No, I agree. But however it is, even if, it's, even if it is a vote you got from another point, please, that man that gave you one vote, you are supposed to respect his vote. 
you cannot come and say, ah, it is this. if not for this person, I wouldn't have won. But, sir, it is one that makes up two. One plus one. Two plus two like that. True. Mm. Um, I was going to bring you to, finally, because of a once of time, um, we've, we, 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 of course, we've condemned the government, and which is rightly so. But then again, there are certain people in power, certain people in ministries who are heading ministries that seem to be going under the radar in terms of our, our economic woes. We have um, a minister of finance whose, whose job a lot of times is to speak what the government wants to hear. Um, not just recently, when the $800 million loan was being talked about, I, I was shocked that a minister of finance seemed to agree with the idea of getting the loan. <laughs> we also have um, a man who's supposed to be in charge of monetary policies in Gordon Emifili, and whose policies have consistently left us in more troubled waters than safety. Are we being unfair to the president when we don't point out these people and demand for their sacks? America, we didn't know any man called Godwin Emefele. He was a Zenith Bank worker. But Buhari saw that he can deliver on the promises he made to Nigerians. He made them CBN governor. We didn't know Zainab Ahmed because she was with Naiti. Buhari realized that she can do the job. At first, she was Minister of State for Finance, and he made her Minister of Finance. It's not the team you parade. Sometimes when Arsenal plays, they will tell you it's Asen Wenger or it is, um, what do you call this, Spaniard? Michael Ateta. Michael Ateta that didn't do well. He would have filled that this person instead of this person. Why would you buy a Jojinho and keep him on seat? Party is not performing. Make him, put him on the bench. So the man that parades the team is Muhammadu Buhari. You understand? So don't hit the game. Hit the player. Mm-hmm. Don't hit the game. Hit the player. So you cannot just come and be talking about, uh, what do you call him? Emefile. Yes. Emefile, before he implements a policy, must have sat down with President Muhammadu Buhari. Mm. Before Emefile brings the ideation into um, public view, you, you understand, he must have sat down with the National Economic Advisor. I don't know as a journalist whether you know who that is. In the previous administrations, you know that renowned economists, world-class economists, were the ones advising our presidents. That's why you have the NAPEP and the rest in in, in Nigeria. But today, do you know who is our national economic advisor without Googling? Lastly. No, no put into it. We have, we, have, we have a national assembly <laughs> whose job is to checkmate the president. Mm. But the last four years, current memory says that national assembly haven't done that. A very typical example is the $800 million loan. One that I expected the national assembly to be vehemently against. Recently, the ways and means that has left a lot of us wondering how we got here, has been approved by the National Assembly. Don't we think that Buhari's unchecked excesses is because of a functionless National Assembly? And don't they also share a blame to? If, if you heard Ahmed Lawan when he was um, seeking for this office, he said categorically that he was there to support the president, Mahmoud Buhari-led administration. Mm. And this man that speaks English the way he wants, I, when I speak like Agmajiri, but the content is what suits Nigerians. Good Ajik Azawri, he said, anything that President Mahmoud Buhari brought into this house, we are, to, we are supposed to accept it. Anything. In quotes, anything. So once you have legislators that come to the National Assembly with this mindset, then you know we are doomed. That is why they are interested in the leadership. That is why, for example, you hear legislators saying it's Femi Bajabia Miller that wants Tajuddin Abbas to, yes. to succeed him. him. And he wants the spokesperson of the Ninth Assembly, which he super, um, superintended, to become the vice, um, the deputy speaker, yes. Benjamin Kalu. 
from uh, Bende in Abia State. Yes. You understand? Mm -hmm. So that's why they are concerned about uh, making Akpabio because maybe he's going to play ball. That's why they like Jibrim Baro from Kanu. You see Northwest Jibrim Baro, Northwest Tajudin Abbas. Nigeria is a, it's an amalgam of 36 states with the FCT. Every, in, unlike the House of Reps, the Senate, which whatever your, numer your, your numerics are, you bring three senators. Unlike the House of Reps, where Kanu, for example, has 24, and Benue, Tara, and Nasarawa, and um, Plateau State put together have the same number. Mm. And it's a matter of voting. And when you go, you have caucuses that will sit down and say, go, go the Bajabia Mila way. No, go the other way. Let's have a national assembly that speaks truth to power. It's not to checkmate the president, but to checkmate the executive, the excesses. That is why they're there. And the, the, the executive cannot checkmate them. But, sir, your constituency project comes from the executive. So if you don't play ball, if you don't do politics sometimes, politics will consume you. All right. We'll open the phone lines right now for our callers. The line has been buzzing since 09055-666699 And be a part of the conversation on our social media platform, www.facebook.com forward slash JFM Joss and off Twitter at JFM Joss. Hello. Good morning. I and... My brother and friend, uh, Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? Sister Jusa from T. Joshua. All right, Jusa, go ahead. 30 seconds. From day one, ATC came into office with their, all their campaign promises. I know that uh, nothing good will come out of them. Actually, mm. uh, I should speaking very, very well. Honestly speaking, that's the truth of the fact. And that, that's what is on the ground. Mm. Everything skyrocketing. They are borrowing money. Today they are celebrating Dangote, the finale. Without even a shame in their face. Mm. In eight years, you borrow money, borrow money, you cannot do even single refinery. When you collect the money, you embezzle it with your people within there. What I tell you was no any project, nothing, nothing, nothing. They just decided to render Nigeria's workplace and use. I'm telling you, that's the truth of the matter. All right, nothing Jesus. is working in this country. Right. Nothing is working. Nothing is working. Mm. I said nothing is working. All right, God bless you, my Thank brother. Thank you so much for your contribution. Hello, good morning. Hello, good morning. All right, do well to call us back. Hello, good morning. Hello, uh, presenter. Good morning. Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you yeah. calling us from? It's Israel. I'm calling you from Shaka. All right, Israel. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. 30 seconds, please. Yeah, uh, 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 you see, the major challenge we have is the thinking of our own people, the way we think. Mm -hmm. We have a fundamental problem, which is the constitution of Nigeria. Nigeria cannot function well if it is not well restructured. When Buhari was coming, he gave a version that was coming to fight corruption. But if you observe that when he came, he became even the architect of the corruption itself. Mm -hmm. And you, you see, it's said that the people kept calling on people, calling on the government about government officials that are found once in certain areas where they look for a way attorney policy, they look for a way to cover them and to, show, uh, 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 and to give the impression that it's corruption that is fighting. But right from the time of Magu, they kept bringing up uh, allegations against him. And before you know it, they pushed him aside, they brought this guy. And people kept saying that he had issues. There was one time he sold uh, government uh, cars that were worth, uh, worth over 30 million for 100,000. Mm. They left him. He continued. And now, 
when it's time to uh, for election, the same thing they brought in at uh, Tinubu, uh, uh, and there was nothing to sell him with. They kept pushing, gave the impression that this person is competent, and we all saw it, that yeah. he is not competent. Mm -hmm. The same thing continues. Now, crisis has started. The major challenge we have now is this insecurity because it's impacting heavily on our productivity. Yeah. Whether you like it or not, mm. nobody can invest in a nation that is not stable. In a nation exactly. where it, you are most likely going to lose your investment, mm. and it's really impacting our productivity. If security is not taken care of, no. whatever we are thinking, even in the new government, we will not get it. Thank you so much for your contribution. <laughs> Hello, good morning. Good morning, Abigail. Morning, Peter, well, um, well, morning. Welcome, good morning. To Welcome to the show. What's your name and where are you calling us from? This is Comrade Marambulus Mandiu calling you from Tefo in Boko. All right, go ahead. 30 seconds, please. It's rather quite unfortunate where we have found ourselves in this country. Just look at the, the, the debt profile of Nigeria. At, mm. at 2014, and look at it now. Compare it and look at the developmental what uh, 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 giant fact that these two administrations what has brought on uh, on both the uh, people of Nigeria. Yeah. I keep on wondering, what are we talking about? What is this you know, APC government trying to tell us? Eh? Let me tell you something. Now, a bad system. Let me tell you, a bad system doesn't appear be wrong to those who are benefiting what from it. Okay. They do everything possible to defend it at the detriment of the larger society. And that is exactly what is happening in this government. I love words. In fact, no, I, I, I'm short of words. Look, mm -hmm. at, look, look at everything. Fertilizer, just look at, just mention any, anything that you know, a man, a common man in the city will go and lay his hands upon. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. In fact, it is not for you Amen. Thank you. Thank you so much for your contribution. I remember that in the Good Luck in Billy Jonathan's administration, our inflation rate was just at a single digit. And then we moved to the Buhari administration and we have it in double digits. Mm. I don't know if the president elect administration it will be in triple digits. We never come, no, come on, come. <laughs> we never See, we my, never my, my, my president elect has has he, he just returned from France where he meant to meet investors who we don't know who they are, <laughs> whose pictures we've not seen, See. because we know they always take pictures when they travel. Of course, sweet. You know, sometimes you need to do this in secret so people don't see. So that when you, 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 you want to say something. When, when, when you create an atmosphere that is conducive, you don't need to go to searching for investors. They will come. They come to you. They have their embassies, they have their consulates, mm. they have their businessmen here. So they get a feedback. They're not like us, where things are going gaga, but you say, no, 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 they're okay when things are going south. We, we, we really say, do not like for, we debunk projections yes. that's something that we do pretty we, well we in this country they, do, they don't rely on our media because they have a way of getting their intelligence they are not, not like us <laughs> we'll move on to our social media platform this morning for some comments all right then. on facebook harry brown says good morning lester crew there's nothing good about these governments imposing hardship on us against our belief and trust we have on them they should hide their face in the mud imagine the road our fathers and mothers have been traveling for years even before this not so good word government came telling us that there there was no road before haba let them tell this, those foreigners what a shame APC is. And he says, Mr. Ashams, I salute you. Um, also, 
Oruga from Lokoja. He's saying, listen to us from Lokoja, thank you so much. He said, it is common knowledge the Buhari's economic policies has been a monumental disaster on every side, just as other faces of his ill-fated government. It is suffocating to discuss policies that won't scale beyond 1 over 10. I think that that should be left to verdict of history. Have a blessed day in Joss. Thank you so much all the way from Lokoja. John Paul Chakop says, looking at the debt profile of our country, it is quite pathetic. We are where we are today because the present government have totally failed. Nothing tangible, nothing to tangible feel the impact. And he says he's rating it 25% across all sectors. Ayodele Agbabiaka says, if you put pain and anguish on Nigerians for eight years and still think you have done well. He says, God deal. Um, Kevin Lewis Denshark says, the Buhari government exhibited a nonchalant and lackadaisical attitude towards the needs of Nigerians. Anyways, any government that does not utilize its resources effectively in order to prioritize and improve its security, health and education sectors, thereby stabilizing the economy, is a colossal and total failure. Let the government cut down the cost of governance. Um, before I am... Okay, lastly, from um, Sunday, Musa, Moses Evi Evi says, Behold, the most disgraceful and failed government is about to come to an end. We pray that we never experience Buhari in our country again. If Nigeria works, our outgoing governor should be arrested and sent... Okay, no, this is not um, <laughs> right, but. All right, I wanted to ask you, Dr. before we go. This question might really sound funny, but I'm sure that uh, Nigerians want to have an answer for that. Um, will we get to a point where we will miss the Buhari administration with the incoming? I pray we don't get to that point. If not, we'll be doomed. Why, why do you think we will be doomed? You know, the problem with us is that we'll say yesterday is better than today. Mm. But I feel that our today and tomorrow should be better than yesterday. Yesterday should just be a platform for us to grow. Mm. When we look back and we'll say the journey was hectic, but we thank God, hallelujah. Mm. But I mm. think the issue with Nigerians is that you will come and be abusing a government. Then after three years, you come and even say that one is better. Please, let us not have such a government again in our lives. Mm. Let us not pass through this hellish way. All right. For people to wake up in Mangu and they say three, 21, 81. The numbers, the figures keep adding keep up. Adding do, you know, up. Mm. do you know the generations that you're taking away? For people to say in Barikiladi, local government, in Riyam, local government, in Bokos, in Southern Kaduna, in Taraba, in Binue, in, in Brnengwari, in Katana, in Zamfara. When you Almost begin to do everywhere. the... The roll call of those that have lost their lives. I they said I, about 68,000 people. 111 people. That's the ones that were announced. Of course. The ones Haba. that we don't even have figures Haba. on. If Wait the bloods of these people begin to cry, let's assume you have two ears mm. and one is sick because you've been going abroad to fix it. Can you stand the, the, the sound? Mm. Can your, what do they call it, ossicles handle them? It's a very, very disheartening to talk about this administration. And I'm not sure Nigerians even have faith for the incoming one, federal. True. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure for Plato State, Plato State seems to be, as we said earlier today, hoping to breathe in fresh air come, come May 29th. Our uh, governor is launching a book today. He didn't do it in Jaws. There's no befitting place in Jaws. He had to take it to Abuja. I heard it, but the book wasn't actually written, wasn't by, written him. by him. No, it is not written by him. You know, there are people that write books for people, yes. especially when you did well, when you've done well. Yes, so sure. they will write and say the, 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 the life and times, times of, of Abigail. Yes. Or they will say the lifetime achievements no the exodus of, of, of plateau people from um, gold uh, gold uh, what do you say 
the Uhuru movement. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we want to thank you so much, Mr. Ashok. Also, so we shout out to our governor yeah. who is launching a book in Abuja. I hope we get the book in studio. So yeah, so we can read, read well. and know more. And I'm sure that it should be put in libraries so that um, children, so young children, young children can, can learn on what this administration has done right Success here on the plateau. Administration. Yeah, ten o'clock. The news comes. I'll keep your eyes locked on TJ 101.9 FM. Have a beautiful morning. Thank you for listening to JFM Podcasts.